0: Back to insurance happy hour. I'm Becky. Hey Becky, I'm Laird. Hi Laird. That you don't know who I am. <laughs> it's only been eight years today. <laughs> Has it been eight years today? Yeah. W- was this on a calendar or something? I I know my start date. Uh, you know your start date. Okay. okay te- I guess technically we met two weeks prior to this date. Yeah, I was but... going to
1: say. So yeah, I, see, that's that's where I was going to go. Is like this is your interview date or your no, start? It's my date? start date. So it's your it's your. Something grand happened in your life at this point. <laughs> so, so your eight-year anniversary of us working together, yeah. and then also
0: last episode of season two. It is. Can you believe we made it through two whole seasons?
1: Two whole seasons, and actually, we were pretty good on this episode or this this season. We we blasted through. We only missed one week. I know, I know. I feel and now, and now I'm so looking forward to, <laughs> to summer, the break to, <laughs> to being able to to two, two, uh, two weeks off. Yeah. But, uh, or two months or something like that. I have no clue what we're going to do.
0: What?
1: But how long are we going to take? Yeah.
0: No. Oh, you mean how long are break? God, would that be a
1: really good closing <laughs> What are you doing this summer? <laughs> no longer have to think of a whole weekend. Yeah. But, um, I see you've completely came, uh, totally
0: unprepared. I did. Left that- my phone in my office, my laptop in my office, no printed out papers, nothing.
1: Yep. All right. Well, so no laptop, no nothing. So it's all on me, huh? It is.
0: You feel the pressure? I do. Okay. But,
1: uh, you know, the pressure will be a little bit less at this point because we have guests. We
0: do have guests.
1: we have uh, two guests. One is a, is a recurring character every once in a while. This is He's, his three-peat. I this think. is your third episode. This will be Justin Casa. Hello. Hey, hello.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the guy from Boston who just seems to crash every, every couple episodes or something like that just shows up. And also we have uh, Paul Harrison here from uh, Aspen MGA. Glad to be here. Yeah, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Paul
2: well uh, first uh, Becky congrats on eight years that's uh, that's uh, quite a, a accomplishment I know so, I can't
0: believe I've been putting up with these two fools for eight years yeah <laughs> uh,
2: that's, uh, that's that's uh, definitely a, 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 a merit for for doing so so I, thanks Laird uh, as well I've been in the industry uh, geez almost thirty years of doing property and casually one uh, constant has always been non-standard auto. Uh, I've done a little property and commercial. Uh, been in the Dallas area for 25 years, uh, running uh, Aspen now. Started it up about four years ago, so we're uh, we're having a good time and enjoying this market and and uh, making the best of it. Glad to be here. Thanks for the invitation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We we've always wanted to have a have a carrier person on here to to uh, provide their insight into a lot of what we talk about, and we definitely talk a lot about um, insure tech, as you know, and it's fun i think
2: oh absolutely no i think uh you know technology um as uh as in our name is you know our, our tagline's insurance technology people uh right. it's uh certainly something that we embrace did you steal uh, that from
1: did you steal that from uh insurance
2: did, no not at all <laughs> okay. did they steal that from us i mean that's uh, the real question uh, uh, you i you know i, I yeah. have
1: i have that question all the time go because right. i love y'all's tagline i've actually mentioned it before so
2: so it's it's you know it's something that even goes back into previous companies. I always said that we're a uh, we're a technology company that happens to do insurance, and I've, I've used that for years, uh, even in prior lives uh, uh, at other companies. But we do embrace it. It's something that we're trying to infuse, in and of course, with insure tech and where everything's going, there's just a, a lot of innovation, a lot of crazy ideas, a lot of good ideas, uh, uh, a lot of interesting things to watch. But it's certainly uh, our industry. The constant we always have is is change. Uh, yeah. You know, it's the constant thing that's going on, and that's what, to me, makes this industry exciting.
1: Yeah, I've, uh, that that that's something we've talked about on the show before. Is that there's a lot of technology companies that are out there that. Want to be in insurance, and they understand technology, but they don't under uh, understand insurance. And what they always say is, "I know nothing about insurance," and that that's what makes me dangerous. You know,
2: yeah, it does make you dangerous. I (laughs) would agree with that statement, but
1: but not in the the way. But you come at it from a different different angle. You came from traditional carriers, like you understand the traditional carrier side, but you are looking to leverage technology. For, for what you're doing.
2: absolutely and that's uh that's the advantage it, it is I mean the, the guys that you know uh, not to you know that don't understand insurance to the depth uh, you know they still have brought some some interesting uh, viewpoints and and observations to the uh to the table something that you know that, that everybody's uh observing uh, but eventually uh, the the rules and the economics of insurance come in and take over and and they they have to learn insurance at some point Sorry. All right. I
0: checked out. <laughs> I was hoping you had a question.
1: It's fantastic. I'm glad I was paying attention. <laughs> She's out there seeing everything. But no, um, specifically to what you were just
2: saying. take this is one of these deletion moments.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm looking over at Larry's desk, and I'm trying to figure out what it is, and I'm just – Anyway, that's where what, what my desk you know, is. Dog is. is could, well, well could, okay, so could
1: actually be so, quite, so, a, quite a inter, so, in, so what we're uh, gonna this what this. we're gonna talk about is this. Oh, here we go. Is um, you know I told you this episode would be a grab bag. <laughs> so, here we are with a bag of stuff that you can grab.
3: Is that but, a dog cookie? <laughs> <laughs> <It is. laughs> it, I guess it
2: could be. Uh, it's actually a, a human cookie, uh, but our. Uh, our, uh, our marketing team, uh, hats off to our director, uh, Lori Harrington, uh, does a fantastic job for us. But this is a creation that Laird has in his hand, which is a, uh, a cookie made out of the state of Texas, has our logo, oh, our logo wow. and tagline, Insurance Technology People. We use that a lot for our, our agents' giveaways, and we had some left over from our uh, recent convention, and wanted to bring some for the fine folks at here at ITC. Did you Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, hold on. Yeah. It those. gets better. What else? Oh, oh, What's going yeah, on it, gets, here? it gets more okay. better. Yeah, you have to read. <laughs> All right.
3: That. Well, Becky and I just had a meeting this morning about what should we do for new and exciting items. And this is these are fantastic for us promotion
1: items. What
3: we're doing, <laughs> but this is fantastic. Promotion. Okay, well, no
1: one listening here knows what you're talking about. You know what? Here, grab the mic, Justin, and why don't you tell me what you got in your hand? Okay,
3: right? I'm holding basically s'mores in my hand. Uh, it's you know, and it's labeled with Aspen is smear <laughs> s'mores better. <laughs> These are great. These are fantastic looking. They're little bags, little pouches with a couple of little Hershey's and graham crackers and two marshmallows. You slam it together and you're having a good time.
1: No, it didn't come with a uh, built-in lighter or anything like that.
3: <laughs> no, I think if you just put it, on, you, you just well, take that's it,
1: a liability. No,
3: you just put it on a seat and you sit on it for a while and you, you it'll melt it all down nice and good for you. And then you pull it out and eat it. But no, this is fantastic. Oh, you it's just put it in great. the
0: oven. You just wrap it. You put it together, wrap it in so,
2: foil. You know where this is
3: going? This is going yeah. with us to the ranch. It's so <laughs> it, it, it cannot wait a long time.
2: Ironically, what we did with these is they were designed for the uh, a recent agent convention, and we actually had a fire pit. It was electronic, obviously, because it was in a convention hall. But... Uh, we had our guests could come by, open it up. We actually had the skewers and everything. You you roasted the marshmallows and you made this more right there That's in our fantastic. booth. That had is a cool idea. Which helped us win. we were a best booth at the PIA. We
3: yeah, but it's the, uh, it's not only great, it it the labeling is really cool with the Texas flag in the background there. I mean, this is really great. Fantastic yeah. well, design.
0: Should we, we should take a picture of these and put it on the
1: show. Absolutely. So sure. Can see. Absolutely.
3: sure. Uh-huh.
0: So yeah, that's
1: that. That's the first part of it. Now, it, now you're gonna finally tell me what this is. <laughs> be sure. it was the distracting is, me. The thing is, is that, so you saw this on my desk and you're like, "What is this?" Well, I I, I do not know what it is. So it's just so we're
0: like, opening it on we're okay. we're actually opening it live. Well, live,
2: live. This is uh, – I'll, I'll kind of set a stage a little bit here. Uh, okay. I, it, I do
1: want to know why there's a, a cork. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah you
2: do, you don't lose the cork. It will make sense when you get in. Okay. Um, and, uh, again, credit here to, to Lori Harrington that did it. Um, knowing that insurance happy hour was going on and that uh, in appreciation for the things for for you guys in ITC, uh, this will make a lot of sense when you once you get in here.
1: All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm getting close.
0: There's a lot of layers to that.
1: Definitely a lot of layers.
0: Oh, long that? working
3: while he's podcasting. <laughs> oh, the computer with a- Oh, it's a Keg. <laughs> it is a keg. It's oh a keg, <laughs> and
1: so first of all, I now know that that is the bunghole hole. Um, so <laughs> that's
3: actually what it's called. <laughs> Is your second delete moment? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I am, I am going the going home. Home. <laughs>
3: Would you like to see that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is not getting deleted. <laughs> All right. So it's a it's it's a miniature keg that allows you to uh, age your own whiskey.
0: Interesting.
1: So you can actually. What it you, says Ricksford. It does. So. It says Ricksford's Whiskey. That's you, nice. You know, there's actually a. Um, the, there's actually a Laird's Applejack. And then I learned that Applejack is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't stand Laird's Applejack. But no, this is fantastic. That's Thank awesome. you.
3: How fun is that?
1: Yeah. I'm, now, now we – now we've
3: be <laughs> <laughs> on the kitchen table at the ranch. There, it, uh, <clears throat> and
1: got a little bit of whiskey to put into it. So let's go ahead. It, we'll do that later. But that's yeah. some nice whiskey though do you need to age it more <laughs> no it does not need to be aged more no. but uh, no I appreciate it thank you very much for Absolutely. that yeah.
2: enjoy uh. so yeah
1: it was a great, great episode so far thank you we're done have a nice
3: day Well, it, it's staying it's staying true to the uh, the insurance yet, the, happy hour the happy hour yeah, yeah being there at the bar and everything so
1: yep well, now that we have this uh, grab bag of people here, <laughs> and we've already had a bit of our fun, I want to tell you guys a story. And I think that it's the right story for the right time for all for the group that we have here. We have a marketing person in Becky, and we have a agency person in Justin came from agencies, and we have Paul here from the carrier side. So you ready for it? Let's hear it. This is a real story. It actually happened to me just this week. So this is real is that I ended up, uh, I I have an insurance policy. Um, hopefully more than one. No, this is, this is a specialty one. This one is not on my auto or my home or my health or my life. It's on my plane. Okay. And so I've been thinking about it and I just was kind of like going, you know what? I think my policy is coming due here soon. I'm like, okay, well, I'll go look it up. Pulled up policy paperwork. It lapsed. Paperwork or on an app? The actual policy. The okay. actual paperwork. It lapsed two and a half weeks ago. Wow. Well, yes, I have flown during that two and a half weeks.
2: So is this is this, a, this is your full hull and liability coverage? Yes. Did you get pulled over during that time? <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, I did not. But here, here's here's the here's the real rub: is that I call the insurance agency that I have it through, hair on fire, worried as all get out. Really, wasn't even worried about the the issue of um, you know because no incident happened, or you know, I wasn't even worried about them upcharging me for renewals. It was just I was flipping out because I didn't have coverage. So I ask, did you guys? Notify me of my renewal or anything like that. It just you know, you guys have my payment payment information online. Yeah, we sent you a uh, renewal notice back in uh, March. That's it. Nothing more. No follow up. Hmm. No phone call. No letter. What was the n- method of contact? Email. Not only did that email come from a different person in the agency than I bought it from. Um, my, my agent had changed. Not only that, but also the agency had been acquired in the past year that I had this policy. So not only did the email come from someone I didn't know, the email came from a agency I don't work with, and the email uh, said, quote, not renewal, not policy renewal, not anything. Just the title was quote.
0: So you're able to go back and find the email that was sent.
1: Oh yeah, and I I found it in a very wonderful place, otherwise known as the junk folder. The junk folder.
3: Yeah, well, I was about to say it sounds like it, was, it It almost sounds like just a promo coming to you. Someone's just saying, hey, you know, reaching out to you, going and trying to dig up some business, and here's your. You know, promotional quote with us in an agency you don't even know. Kind of like what you get when you renew your home, Mm -hmm. and you get a dozen of them from all state agents all around.
0: Well, how many? Only a dozen. (laughs) Man, yeah.
3: <laughs> lucky. How, I mean, how many, as
0: as uh, a, for all of us, how
1: many junk emails do you get a day where someone is pitching, trying to sell you hell, trying to get you to download that link uh, or the invoice that, you know, have, have or, you
0: looked at my Twitter? I,
1: I know, I know your Twitter is full <laughs> of it, but you, I mean, as, as leader of a company, as well as, you know, working with a lot of companies uh, here, Justin and, and Paul, you guys obviously get emails where it's like, Hey, can you change my direct deposit? Or, you know, there's a lot of spam out there trying to get it, you know, engage for phishing as well as just pure spam,
2: right? It It is amazing. And actually I saw a, a tweet from Becky recently uh, relating to the exact same thing that happens to me now. It's probably two to three emails a day that I'm getting where people have somehow discovered, you know, your your direct email. We don't, I don't know, publish it, uh, but, you uh, there are, and they're they're very persistent. Uh, if you don't respond, it's back the neck that afternoon, the next day. To the point that, you, that the only way to, even though the, you can quote unsubscribe, I think if you unsubscribe, it, it it's somehow a uh, exponential emailer uh, <laughs> tool. Uh, it just it just magnifies. So um, yeah, you have to you have to actually you know click the uh, block and, and blacklist that email address in order to stop it. It is um, it's something that's that's taken off uh, quite. Uh, noticeably. And I'd say in the, really in the last 60, 90 days from, from my observation. Yeah. And I, I,
1: you know, if anybody ever asked me like, Oh, did you uh, get my email? And I'm like, actually, no, I didn't. I found it in your spam. That will not happen again. If I actually work with you, I actually white label people I work with on a regular basis. Same. And it, it's just so that I can sit there and say, yes, I've, I got your email and all that. So I whitelisted my original agent. I did not whitelist the new one, you know, and so.
2: But you weren't notified of that of that buyout. Uh, co- so you, you, correct. You didn't know to white. Well, list.
1: they they nicely put it in the signature of the email that I got, and
0: in yeah, I. But keep, when did the acquisition happen? Did it happen a, Okay, so it, you your policy, you got a renewal notice, which wasn't really a renewal notice because it said nothing about renewal. Correct. In March, three months after the. Agency was acquired. What they should have done is notified all clients at the time of the acquisition that that had changed, so they can do things like whitelist the new email addresses, so that you don't miss things like renewal notices that aren't really renewal notices. Correct, or even you know my my agent of record
1: changed at the agency.
2: Mm-hmm. So. You know, inter- interesting observation. The one thing that, you know, although we all come at this business from different aspects, the one common theme that the four of us sitting here have is we all have an extensive background in, in personal lines and specifically even more so in, in personal auto where I think innovation has really driven uh, in this industry. And we've all heard and, and I've said many times is the innovation that's in the personal auto space um, has, has somewhat transcended into Uh, Personal lines into property, but not as much into commercial. Mm -hmm. Um, And the commercial lines carriers uh, is proof. Proof. Proof in this email that you got the one emailed off is there was no there was no drip campaign, there was no follow up, there was no. Anything else to, to try to make, make your policy stay in force, and, and there's so much opportunity in that in that space for, for technology, for insure tech. I think in that in that in that space.
1: Well, let's talk about that. So you know, we're we're talking to agents and uh, agents and carriers that, that listen to this, and you, you know, our, our 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 listeners are not naive to the insurance industry. But how important is that first year renewal? First renewal, second renewal. I, I mean, from an agency perspective and a carrier perspective, how important is that? And by the way, once I finally did get everything squared away, I went to a new carrier because of this. New and agent, carrier, new agent, agent too? yes. Both. Both. And wow. so not only did the carrier lose my business, but also the agency as yeah. well. So, I mean, what, you know, talk a little bit about the importance of retention and, and how it, for
3: you know, we'll do it from the agency standpoint first here. Justin is like, I mean, well, it, it's I mean, retention's everything. I mean, you're you're not building a book. It, it, the the old adage and saying of that, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. You know, and so if you're not retaining your business uh and you're losing something, of course, the size of that, that's a that's a nice policy to have. Paul, did you pick that policy up? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a uh it's a nice policy to have it's uh and so the retention is everything to 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 the agency for their own personal business growth uh into the carrier that's the, the paul can attest that they tell us that that's where the money starts being made
2: well it's it's the same for you know the agents for for carriers as well is you know at that point once we you get them to renewal it's the least work for everybody uh, mm-hmm. at that point point. and so yeah we we all go to extreme lengths to make sure that, you know, that they know about the renewal and, and, you know, of course, offering renewal discounts, uh, Mm -hmm. everything that we can to stay in front of them to, to retain that policy. We already know that risk at that point. You've had somebody from our standpoint, you've had them for six months or a year, whatever the term of your policy is uh, you you've gotten to know your, your risk very well. uh, And if it's somebody that you want to retain, you certainly want to do so. And at that way for the agent, for everybody involved, it's the, uh, it's the best solution, and the and actually the most profitable business that there is uh, to make to make us successful as a carrier, and then ultimately as as the agent.
1: Yeah. So you, you know that's you, you hit the nail on the head, uh, Paul. About you know how retention is important, but also we go through. There was no drip marketing. There was no follow up. There was no phone call. There was no text message. There was no letter.
3: Well, that that's just it. You you nailed it there. The you are the consumer, and your expectations were not met to how you thought you'd be contacted, and ended up getting dumped into your. I I, I would have
1: loved to just. I mean, you know, in insurance is not something that it's one of those things that actually enjoys a nice little area. Is that it's that one thing you spy once a year that hopefully you forget
3: never
1: use and never use. And you forget that you have it. Like I didn't think of all year that I had that insurance policy. It just happened to be that I was thinking about it and boom, there it was. And so <clears throat> when we're, we're in this industry, it's a really great thing. Whenever you have something that someone pre buys, a year in advance or whatever, and it goes an entire year and you just don't think about using it. You don't, you don't get reminded about it, but it would have been great to actually have someone say, Hey, this is coming up for renewal. And by the way, when I dug the renewal, my re-quote price or my new quote price was $150 more than my renewal price for obvious reasons. And that's money as a consumer that I'm out and I'm not overly pleased about that. So now –
3: let, let's. Are you the first non-standard pilot out there? <laughs> <laughs> you had no renewal. No prior insurance. Uh, no prior. No prior.
1: They they just care about losses. <laughs> so um, now, upon expiration, do you think I got anything from the carrier, from the agency, from anybody?
2: Mm-hmm. No. Well, that was I was I was wondering if you at some point. They legally had to send a notice of cancellation, um, and uh, I I don't know if it's
1: a thirty day period because I hadn't gotten it up as of two weeks prior.
2: Um, that's a great that's a great question. Obviously, can't speak for that carrier and and that line of business as to why there would not be a follow up, but that's uh, obviously a huge missed opportunity. Uh, not only from trying to renew, but mm-hmm. uh, you know <clears> throat> potentially throat> from you know from uh, you know, legal. I mean, the policy did expire, so they're, you're covered from that standpoint. But uh, certainly, certainly, a huge, huge missed opportunity right. uh, for you know uh, for those for that that policy.
0: Well, what makes me concerned is this is probably not an isolated incident.
2: No, potentially it, for this
0: agency, right? This is if this is how they handled your policy. This is probably how they're handling a lot of their policies. So how many policies did they send an email out that was a quote, not really a renewal notice that ended up getting canceled. Exactly. And I, you know,
1: I, I talked to other agencies and other carriers whenever I was shopping my insurance thereafter. Cause obviously, you know, if renewal wasn't cheaper, then it's time for me to shop. I, I was going through this and you know, we, we talked to, you know, a couple of the agencies and I talked about that agency and they're like, yeah, we're hearing, you know, that they have problems. And I'm like, well, that's horrible that whenever your competition is talking that way. Mm-hmm. And so, um, cause they asked who I was with and I said, well, I, I lapsed and all that stuff, you know, it was a hard conversation, but there's four real reasons that, you know, there's no insurance and Even if the policy canceled or expired on its own, it's an opportunity for someone to actually reach out to the consumer and go, hey, what happened? And and a good example would be I, I sold the asset that I'm insuring. I can no longer afford to insure it you know, but that's good information for the agency to understand could go from a car to a house or whatever. You can talk about the legality and the, and then that you turn that into like, Hey, this is what can happen if you, if you don't have this stuff like that. And then you've got the third option was just a absolute lack of, you know, follow up. You know, it just, I I didn't know this happened. You know, it just, it, it was a mistake. So those were all opportunities that someone would be able to go in there and go, all right, well, you need to have insurance. This is the risk when you don't. Um, Let's see if we can find something cheaper or thanks for telling us that you left and why did you leave? It's kind of like a a learning opportunity. This is marketing after the sale. Even if you lose a customer, you have the opportunity to market to that customer. So now let's talk about whenever I figured out that it lapsed. I called the agency literally freaking out. Because I had put myself at significant peril. I really did. Because I did a a risk behavior while I was completely uninsured. And so I called them up and I explained to them. And it took them more than 24 hours to get back to me. Oof! Wow. That's bad. And I don't. And as, as you said, I don't think that this is an isolated incident and this is not the experience that I think that consumers, and this is where I'm bringing it all the way around to tech at everything that we've talked about this season is whenever we're doing insure tech, this is not about using technology to leverage and make agency or carrier lives easier. This is about meeting the needs of consumers today and their expectations. I mean, is that the expectation that you would have wanted from your auto insurer, Justin?
3: Absolutely. It's, and like I said, it, it, it did – the reason why I think it passed you by and you didn't recognize it, you thought it was just some kind of uh, reach out for uh, marketing and advertising trying to get you to take action because you, it was called quote. That was a big problem. Itself. And it
1: was once. It, you and know. it
3: was from someone you didn't recognize. So it probably – like I just – I deleted over 60 uh, promotional ads in my email today just to, out of that box, just to get rid of it. Because I keep it clear, I keep it clean, and get rid of it all so it doesn't just back up.
1: And, you know, it and one email is not a customer experience.
3: Heck no, no.
1: But, uh, I mean, like, that. now from your side, you know, Paul, uh, what are your thoughts on this from a carrier perspective?
2: Well, I mean, it, it, it really just you're reiterating everything that, that's been said. I mean, wh- one email cannot be the uh, – uh, the, you know the follow up. I mean, you know, we have legalities that we have to follow up items. Actually, you know, by mail, we we eliminate as much paper as we can. There's certain things that we actually have to do uh, by paper, but you know, we go to extremes as do others. Um, not to get into everything that we do, but there are you know there are call outs, there are uh, uh, text messages, there are you know any mode of communication that can be attempted is is attempted uh, yeah. to. Uh, to let people know that they're going to cancel, stay after them even after the fact to uh, even allow them to uh, to come back. and then our our better agency partners uh, even even better, the, the those guys actually get into they have their follow up they're they're calling out and actually and that's where the actual personal experience really needs to occur because they're not our insureds. they're our agents insured. That's a big distinction mm-hmm. in, in how we how we treat this is that our agent partners, it's their their customer. And we want our, our agent partners to, to reach out. We're going we're gonna to help every way we can. But that final, you know, person-to-person call is still unique in this industry. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about insure tech and bots and AI and everything that's going on that, uh, where there's AI conversations that can have that actually sound very much like a human. Um, but, uh, you know, let's face it, a lot of the smaller guys can't afford that technology. It's not quite there yet. It will be at some point. But those touches, that 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 touch in the field at the end of the day is what gets that customer back in the door, loyal to that agent, and then ultimately, you know, loyal to a, to a carrier. It's, right. Well, it's, I mean,
0: the the bots and the AI and stuff that that's super interesting and and fantastic if they have the budget to to get that right. Yeah. But like you said, not everybody does. Most agents don't. But they do have things already that they're using that can help with this. You know, your management system running those renewal reports. You know, automating if you have – if your management system or you have a separate CRM or automation platform that can send out those emails, not just emails, right? You got to do all the channels, text, voicemail. I mean you can you can automate a voicemail to go out, mm-hmm. right? It, oh, it, insurance. But in
1: insurance is, is a social business. It, it is and ho- always has been. You know that uh, cake and arrow report that we talked about last week is that um, millennials – they want to feel social good with their, and, and they want to feel a connection with their insurance. And a bot is not a connection with their insurance. No. And really that's what I was looking for. I mean, I remember my first sale uh, of my first purchase of this policy a year ago, I started talking to the, the agent and he knows someone in this industry. Like he knows one of our competitors and it was like, Uh, and we had this great conversation. We linked up on LinkedIn. I put his email address. I said, thank you for everything. And do you know who actually got the ball rolling whenever I was like trying to go, Hey, there's something wrong here is I actually reached out to him on LinkedIn because we had linked up together. And you know that that's where, yes, I used a electronic technology, social media site in LinkedIn to reach out on this, to try to jumpstart the process. But in the end, it was a person-to-person contact. Yeah, and I and I think that that's something that is continually getting lost when it comes to insuretech. Is that the personal touch? Is you know we're a social business. It's about networking. It always has been. It's not just about referrals and all that. It's about knowing people's lives. Whenever they're insured, I mean, Justin, you've had a couple agents. You know, you've had agencies in the past where you got to know your insurance.
3: Yeah, too well at times. Yeah, well, and, I, no, and, and when I say that too well, meaning that when you know your clients very well, and something uh, of a disaster happens in their life, it actually hits back at you a little bit. Yeah, if, if you're really in connection with them, mm-hmm. uh, you you see things like that happen, and uh, even even loss of life in accidents and stuff like that. It, it can be. Uh, uh, pretty, uh, pretty tough on the agents involved when they do have personal contact and, and good relations with their clients.
1: Yeah. So I, you know. We've been to a lot of shows. In fact, this is uh, Paul. I've seen you three times in the past three weeks. <laughs> it's, it's
2: becoming a, uh, a common occurrence. Yes. Uh, but you, you know, we, we, <laughs> we for good or bad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but we we went to multiple insuretech tech heavy shows. It just happened that we were there, uh, and. That's something that I think that has been lost in these all these entire conversations. And it really goes back to what you have right here on this cookie where it's insurance, technology, people. And I, I think that InsurTech has lost the people. And I think that we need to find ways to reengage agents and brokers and carriers to remind people that, yes, people cost a lot more than a chatbot. Sending making a phone call costs infinitely more than sending out an email in the, in terms of time and effort. It, you know, you can blast out a million emails for a dollar fifty. It, but if you were to blast out a million phone calls, you might as well you know hire staff of ten and and wait a year. So we're you know we need to really as an industry actually start taking a look at how we bring people back into insuretech.
2: I think that's a great. It's a great point. At, at, at the end of the day, the, the you know, one reason that I believe the independent agency channel is always going to exist is because of that people connection is there is a, a solid group of people that still like to go in and talk to an agent. Let's face it. Insurance is not it's not just it's not easy. It's not easy to understand. Coverages aren't easy to understand. And people at the end of the day, they may quote a lot of, a lot online. obviously people do buy a lot online, but they end up still even with those companies calling in, talk to somebody to understand what it is that they're buying because they don't understand what you know, what is, what is other than collision, or what is property damage, what is MedPay, what is PIP, and all the different coverages that are out there. They want to understand that piece, and that is always going to be. It's all that this channel is always going to be there, and so we we do everything we can to help help support our, our agent partners. It's 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 key for that for that people connection. I one hundred percent agree.
1: Well said.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, at the InsureTech Connect last fall. I remember being in a panel and there was an intro tech that was very proud of the fact that there was no people involved in their process at all. It was purely all digital and technology driven. And then there was an intro tech on the same panel who was like, no, people have to be involved. Like, you know, we have technology and it starts there, but we have people have to be involved. And it was, was going to be interesting to see as if the, the technology only won last. And I'm going to bet that they're not.
2: Yeah. It, well, what I, was, what I would add to that is uh, the technology piece is is definitely interesting in what's happening. with with without, there's two things I think that are missing. There a lot of times it is the people piece, and it's and it's also learning uh, the insurance the 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 bones and the structure of insurance and insurance operations still has to be there too. Uh, you have to you have to earn enough premium to cover the losses at the end of the day. And uh, <laughs> it's really not hard to go sell, sell policies. You, you can go put a really cheap rate out there um, and, and sell all the policies you want. And a lot of these, a lot of, you know, firms have, have thought oh, this is the easiest thing in the world. Um, and then they wake up and they, Oh, wait, what's this definition? What's, what's the loss ratio? What, what's expense ratio? ratio, yeah, what's <laughs> the went to loss ratio. Oh, those things matter. And it's like, why is more money going out than coming in all of a sudden? And, um, in our industry, it's a it's a painful thing. In insurance, in, in the personal line space, you're lucky because you the you learn your cost of goods sold in about three years. Um, where you know Walmart, Target, going down the list, they know what their cost of goods sold before it even goes on the shelf. We find out our cost of goods sold in three years from now. Well, if you're in commercial or workers' comp, and you, sometimes your your cost of goods sold that you're going to find out is five, ten, fifteen, sometimes twenty years down the road. Um, so you've got to know what. Uh, the cost is ultimately going to be and therefore what you have to charge to you know going into this and that's that's the uh that's the tough part of the of the industry it's also the fun part um, that that we enjoy uh, along with the with the people portion
1: yeah cool justin any insight here
2: well it- like, I mean,
1: this is the quietest you have ever been
0: in a
2: 30-minute period I'm, I'm being ever. gracious. That's Certainly all. on this show. <laughs> I think it's the first time I've sat next to Justin and actually talked more than he has. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the truth. I believe that.
3: Well, I, like yesterday, um, I was uh, at an event in Michigan, and uh, I had agents, uh, multiple agents, ask me – because I do think Michigan's one of the states that are a little bit behind the trend – of the technology, uh, which, of course, with agencies and companies, the idea of being a player in the technology sector is, is, is a sexy play, things like that. But I think everybody at the table here can agree there's uh, there's the maid and the lizard. That's the only people making money, uh, selling direct. Uh, everyone's giving it a whack, but they don't realize what it costs to actually acquire that lead, to turn it into a policy, to fulfill it. And maintain it. Uh, It's it's a massive budget. And a a person came up to me at the event and said, hey, well, do you have a way of uh, my agency being relevant on my website with quoting and fulfillment? And I said, the quoting part? Yes, absolutely. The fulfillment part that falls under the carrier. The carrier has to be wanting to participate in that and be involved in that. And he says, well, why don't they? More often, I said, it's a budgetary thing, not just a build." But to actually promote and get it to be used and get it to be hit, and uh, it's a very difficult thing for any to make anybody to make money in, and, and it still was escaping him of how and why and and uh, and why uh, carriers that use independent agents. Instead of them coming up with their own marketing budget to figure out how to make this all work and just go direct, they rely on the independent agents and in the pool of all the independent agents out there pulling all their money together to market for them on their behalf to place business with them. That's why there's such a demand from carriers to their independent agents to produce for them because they want a piece of that pool. And essentially, that, Paul and I have talked about this, of who's making money in the direct industry? And- It's not much lead providers. And yeah, exactly. The guy's (laughs) selling you the lead. That's who makes money.
2: It's interesting. There's an article that came out just a week or so ago, you know, that the, uh, you know, that, that flow, you know, the expenditures, the marketing expenditures, I think crossed, I think it was 1 billion uh, that was for the first time. And what's interesting is they're still, you know, still chasing uh, the lizard as you called them. the, The amount of money that's going into the, the advertising is which is what's required for direct, um, it's, uh, I mean, your, your acquisition cost changes from the IA being an independent agent over to, to, to TV and radio and billboards and, and sponsoring games. I mean, it's, it's, uh, the cost is going to go somewhere. You Somehow you still have to drive that business in. Uh, so it's, it's very expensive that, to get it out there. And it's a, as you said, uh, only the select two, which are long time core insurance operations that understand the full gamut of everything that are actually making this work.
3: And what's their collective budget between the two of them?
2: It's over a billion between the two
3: of them for marketing. It's got to be. Oh, well, easy. It it easily is. It's
1: uh, and the amount of marketing they've created a brand. We were at a thing that where Progressive got up and talked openly. So I can talk about this openly. Is that the silhouette of Flow is more recognizable than the Progressive logo?
2: Mm -hmm. Well, they're adding that now. As a matter of fact, you look at a lot of lot of baseball game. Yeah, they've added the silhouette to the. to their logo in many, which is genius. Well, my,
1: my question is, is it because flow is getting old and, you know, they, they can't spackle on enough makeup to maintain that young character. All
2: that? Ouch. <laughs> well, I, out.
1: I don't know if you've ever seen it. There's an episode of house where she is one of the actresses, mm-hmm. not in, in the flow makeup. And you're like, Whoa, she she looks different.
0: And I did see I think one of her headshots where she was not dressed up as Flo, I was and, Like wow, that she looks very different. Yeah, and,
1: and you know you know one of those episodes where she's she's uh, plays all the characters in the in the, uh, av- the in the ad where it has like the old mom. Oh, and all yeah, yeah yeah. I think the old mom is without makeup. So
0: mm-hmm. well, I mean it, I, I don't think it's.
1: it's I'm not kidding. I, I really think that that the older mom, not the grandma, but the okay. older mom, is actually her without makeup.
0: But the, I mean the, it's more about what you already said, that she's more recognizable as a silhouette, Correct. not not even full makeup. Like you could be anybody, but everybody knows what that is. It's flow the hair, than, the band, yeah, and the than, lips. That's than than all the, it is. the um, actual logo is. So why would they not? attach the two together because what they're probably trying to do is attach the silhouette of flow to their logos raise the awareness of their logo and then they can drop the silhouette and go back to their logo yeah. and then move on from flow onto whatever is their next
3: campaign well I, that's that's a great point the next campaign because I will say this the, running the last over 10 years uh, the genius in the marketing that has been done in an insurance community and in industry whether it's you know especially with the carriers has been remarkable. And go ahead and try to watch a Saturday of football or a Sunday of football without oh, that's, just that's insurance a bombardment. That's a drinking game that it's, we play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take a shot for every insurance uh, we, ad you see. Dead <laughs> in the first 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah you, you, <laughs> It's you're, amazing.
1: You're blotto by then.
3: And it's phenomenal. The ads are funny.
2: They're legit, literally funny.
0: Yeah.
2: They have I mean, You can sit here and roll off Mayhem. You've, oh, uh, he's my favorite. The… the, the the football with with Peyton Manning and and, uh, and nationwide. nationwide. I mean, it, it, it's it is Dennis they, Hayberth
1: with is. with Allstate and yeah. Farmers the, the Farm. farmer guy <laughs> yeah. and Jake with State Farm. Let's not talk about Jake with Subway, but
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: Jared, that's a, that's a marketing that was, campaign yeah. that went off the rails. Yeah, that was Jared. Jared, yeah. Jared. Jared that's right. So, yeah, yeah, Jared. It, it
2: did go off the rails. <laughs> yeah, um, it didn't work out. Uh, but you're right. Justin's a great point. I mean, the the uh, creativity that's happened is 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 quite amazing uh, in our in the, in the space. Incredible.
3: Name another industry that has that good of run going. Where you literally you have people that can talk about characters, recognize silhouettes. The auto industry can't do that. There's there's so many industries that can't. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that there's a single
0: that. industry that can match it, but there are certainly brands that do. Right.
3: Br- okay, brands. Fair enough. Apple. Okay, there you Apple. Know. McDonald's. Nike. Yeah. M and
0: M guys. M
1: and M guys do a good job. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: That's Mars M and Ms. Yeah.
1: Camel smokes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Maybe 20 years ago. I don't think so
0: much today.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, the Marlboro guy. You know, yeah, the Marlboro, Marlboro man. Guy, yeah, he's the going way back.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, well,
1: as we uh, round out uh, this episode, I uh, wanted to thank you both for coming in. It's been great.
2: Thank you for the invitation. I- yeah. I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'll have to do it again with less uh, pounding on the table. <laughs>
2: Sorry, I, I'm not a, a stool person. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Neither am I. If you notice my my hands are clenched in a fence in a fist. Like the, I am the exact same way. But uh I won't break coffee next time. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got um
0: this is uh last episode of season two,
1: huh? It Bianca?
3: is episode forty eight, yeah. season
0: two finale. Actually I was just thinking about this. Justin was in the season one finale. <laughs>
3: There you go. So I'm now going to be in all finales going forward. And I will say this. Next week is my eighth anniversary. Yep. Yeah, you guys. I were a met week Laird off. a week ago, eight years ago, <laughs> <laughs> where he came into my interview process. Yeah. said, what's up?
1: <laughs> so, uh, Becky, what, what was your favorite episode of the season?
0: Oh, geez. Um, I mean, the recent ones stand out. A lot, right? But because partly because they were recent, but you i don't mean. have a really
1: good, ter- uh, good uh, long-term memory when you've been drinking. <laughs> so, so we got to do drunk but, recall. But, but no, no,
0: no. I think I think um, one of my favorites is is really from the beginning, and I think it's when we're talking about the insurance shopping experience. Mm-hmm. I think that was a really great one.
1: Cool. What yeah. about you? I don't know. Fritos episode was pretty stellar. Uh, see,
0: that was recent, and I didn't want to choose. I mean, it was pretty stellar. Was it stellar yeah. because of the insurance topic, or was it stellar because of the Fritos? I don't know. We
1: got to eat Fritos during the episode. Oh, awesome. <laughs> well,
3: that must have sounded wonderful. Oh, you didn't it, listen?
1: Well, <laughs> no. It was really great. The bump was just uh, us <laughs> chowing <Eating down>. Fritos.
3: <laughs> Fritos. I don't hear every single episode of yours.
1: Yeah, you should go listen to it. It was actually really <laughs> great.
3: What number was that?
1: number go look it up yourself <laughs> <laughs>
0: 44 yeah, or something like 43, something yeah 43
1: like 44 it was it was very recent you know i, I liked our me too episode uh oh, that we movie. concentrated on that quite a bit and uh we, we've had some really good off the cuff ones the one where we kept naming off different uh days of the week or the this was national hot dog day this is <laughs> di- that that was actually a fun episode i remember laughing pretty hard on that one but uh it's It's been it's been a lot of fun to, uh, doing this, and I am looking forward to uh, next season.
3: When it's, does next season start? It'll
1: be two months from now.
0: Well, yeah. was, you know, talking about Justin being on season Football one finale. Football training was
3: it? camp right around that <laughs> time. <laughs>
0: yeah. It was unintentional season one finale. <laughs> I don't think we had planned to take that break, and then it just kind of happened. Yeah. Just and like, we were like, okay, well, that was season one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I
1: like the 24 episodes per season, like the old school uh, TV, TV shows and yeah. all that. Yeah. But uh, what are you looking forward to on season three?
0: I don't know. I mean, we've, we've talked about some ideas of things we might try to do in the next season. That would be, I think, pretty fun if we yeah. can pull it off.
1: Let's do it. Yeah. If we can actually get people to call in. True. <laughs> True. We've got to get the board uh, hooked up to the the phone system and have good quality... Because a lot of times those quality call the call quality is just like horrendous. Sounds like they're, you know, driving through a tunnel in a in a in a school bus. You know, it's just like yeah. it's hard to listen to.
0: Um so dear listeners, what did you think of season two of Insurance Happy Hour? What was your favorite? Uh you can hit us up on Twitter. I'm Becky L. Schroeder, Lared is L. Ricksford. You can also use the hashtag insurance happy hour. Or you
1: can use the hashtag I didn't listen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, you know, and if, you, if you're not on Twitter, you can also use the hashtag on LinkedIn or just leave a comment on the show notes at insurancehappyhour.com. This is episode number 48.
1: Oh, well, but uh, you say to
0: subscribe? Oh, yes.
1: I guess you can subscribe if you open up any of your favorite podcast apps and click the uh, subscribe button on insurance happy hour. We'd appreciate it. If we uh, see you out at a show, uh, make sure you come talk to Becky and I, and we'll make sure we uh, subscribe you for you. <laughs> if you're not sure how, if you're use not your sure, phone, we'll yeah. take care of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But uh, we wanted to uh, uh, thank, uh, thank our guests from coming in. Uh, thank you, Justin. Uh,
3: you're very welcome.
1: Uh, Thanks yeah. guys. And Paul, I appreciate you guys coming in.
2: Absolutely. Appreciate the invite. And uh, it was, was a fun day. Yeah. Thank you. Let's do it again.
1: Yep
0: season three finale right.
1: <laughs> i think we'll have we'll, we'll have more mics and more people at that point but i'm yeah. just
0: glad we have a third mic because we weren't sharing this time <laughs> No, we
1: weren't i was gonna chew gum if we had to. oh no no mm, i would have walked out <laughs> all right well it's uh been a fun episode and as always thanks for listening So was the episode funny enough?
0: I hope so.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I want to grow my hair out. <laughs> School's out for
1: summer. All right, we got to do it again. You're way too close to the mic. Oh well, you right. were you were
0: blow you were blowing
1: it out. Holy crap! Solo. <laughs> the,
0: the,
3: oh shit! All right, all right. Here we go. All right, we're, we're gonna do it again. I need the quiet. I, I'm sorry. I thought you were back background singing. No, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Tip- I <laughs> thought you were my backup. <laughs> <laughs> typical <Solo>, typical
1: self sittered <laughs> lead singer <laughs> right there. <laughs>